0: Welcome back to another episode of Presented by Lewis. My name is Lewis and today I have a super awesome guest. A athlete, a creative, a dancer, a photographer. What else? I feel like I'm missing something.
1: Just all around like all around good friend.
0: Great great friend, not good, great friend. Oh, Kelsey is here. Hey, welcome Kelsey. Hi. Yay.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's awesome to have you here. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well. It's very, very hot outside. Um, the weather is so confused. It was freezing on Saturday. Yes. And I was up at 5.30 this morning with the wind burners. When I left, it was 85 degrees, and my phone said it feels like 90. So, I don't know. Chicago weather is just doing what it's doing, and I'm just trying to, you know, adjust.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's definitely... a uh a hot one it's June 14 this should be coming out on third day to 16 but if it doesn't it the 14 today um, I was told that it feel like it's a hundred degrees uh, yeah out there and my car said 97 when I got into it earlier as I made my way to go see that's crazy a, uh, it is pretty crazy isn't it because we were just complaining I feel like just maybe a week or two ago it's like dang when summer coming it feels like it's 50 degrees, it feels like it's 60 degrees, and now, boom. It was
1: actually 58 degrees at the Hyde Park Fest.
0: That's... <laughs> <laughs> it was freezing. That's crazy. That was Saturday.
1: I left. I left because I was cold. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: well, it's all right. We're here now. Yeah. We made it. We made it. We made it. Gotta get you, like, a, a glass of whatever. Um, What's your go-to summer drink?
1: My go-to summer drink? Mmm. Ooh, we love a good like tapo chico with oh, a wow. twist of lime. With a twist of
0: lime, wow! Yeah, that's a good. That's a right, good that's yeah. a good drink. I like it. Do you have a Do you have a good go to drink? I'm real basic. I'll just take like any good with fresh fruit, um, glass of red sangria. I feel like the sangria in the summertime just... sangria is
1: really great. Yeah, sangria is always a good. Wow,
0: chef's kiss. Chef's. Kiss. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but let's get into why you're here today. So who are you? Introduce yourself.
1: Um, no, but, you know, Kelsey McKinney, like you said, I am a multi-passionate individual by day. I'm an HR professional working in tech and outside of work. I'm a run coach, athlete, dancer, and freelance photographer. Wow, that's crazy. Feel like it took me a long time to actually say freelance photographer, mm-hmm. but now I feel much more confident in like asserting that that is part of I don't want to say my identity, but like what I do.
0: Absolutely, and <laughs> it's a major part. You are a published photographer.
1: Uh, you too.
0: That's true. <laughs> By probably the largest sports organization in the world. Oh gosh probably that's you multiple times model and photographer for Nike if you didn't know (laughs) Um, but that's something we were talking about last what last week when we talked on the phone just about like you you know you have a lot of value and you're like really good already in what you do and what you create Um, but I would love to have you share kind of what's been your journey to becoming a freelance photographer?
1: Yeah, so I think the biggest thing is I started as a runner, which you know. Mm-hmm. And in 2020, everything was super weird, like really weird. And the Windrunners and Gumbo Fit, they still continue to have programming. However, Nike was unable to support us in the same way. those. Um, both of the running clubs I'm affiliated with are powered by Nike, Chicago, Nike Running. And so Nike was not able to support us in the same way by having in-person programming because of COVID. And so we kind of took it upon ourselves to partner with other organizations, Gumbo Fit with Edge Athlete Lounge with their Road Less Traveled race series, et cetera, et cetera. And then the Wind Runners did their one Chicago race, which was super cool. and. There were no photographers, there were no videographers, and I was like, "Man, this is really, really cool. People should see this. People should, you know, understand the really great work that's being done in Chicago. And this is off the heels of you got George Floyd, Brown Taylor, and Ahmad Arbery. Particularly for us in the run community, Ahmad Arbery, um, you know, hit really close to home because when we looked at Places like Runner's World magazine, there was a lack of representation for Black and Brown runners, and so for me, um, even in just 2020, I wanted to really be a part of changing that narrative, because um, I forget which podcast I was kind of listening to, but they asked kind of asked the question: It's like, what does the media or what does society tell us about like a Black person running?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean? Like it's it's not necessarily like a common thing to see a Black person running down the street. It's more common now, mm-hmm. but Even, you know, just two years ago, it definitely wasn't common. I know when I would go for my runs in Lincoln Park, I was 100% getting looks, you know, and it wasn't like, hey, good job on your run. It was weird looks, like, what is she doing? And that was very, very weird for me because I've been a runner my entire life. Not necessarily a long distance runner, but a sprinter, you know, I grew up doing um, track in middle school, high school, and then took it to college as well. And so... Fast forward to 2021, you know, we were kind of continuing doing a lot of this programming. And wouldn't you know what? I broke my foot, fractured. i um, doing something real silly barefoot. I would definitely attribute that to having a vitamin D deficiency, <laughs> um, not getting enough sunlight us melanated folks, we need to spend a lot of extra time out in the sun, yep. plus making sure I'm getting all my, my nutrients and food I wasn't eating as much as I should have. I was working so much and just being inside. And yeah, I broke my foot. Movement is such a big part of my life, as you mentioned, I'm a dancer, and I've been an athlete my entire life. And so um, God really sat me down and was like, okay, I need you to rest um, and not run. And I didn't know what I was gonna do with myself. I remember actually like, Literally laying on the floor and just like sobbing and just saying like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I was just in complete despair because I didn't know what I was going to do without movement. And so, um, you know, I had played around with like video editing just on the iPhone, same with photo. And it was on my heart to purchase a camera. And I had been doing some research and, you know, it was like, ah, it's kind of expensive. Like, I'm not going to do it. And, you know, weeks went by, and I should have been getting my boot off. But uh, when I was at home, I, the intelligent person I was, was walking around my parents' home without the boot on, like, on my heel. And where I broke my foot was closer to, like, where my toe is. And, I mean, the doctor didn't tell me not to wear the boot in the house. Like, I thought it was just outside. Okay. So... When I went back to the doctor after being at my parents' house, the fracture had actually grown. So my healing was prolonged for another month, month and a half. And it was at that point that God was like, yo, I keep telling you buy this camera, buy this camera. And I'm like, all right, like, I can't like, run, I can't dance, I can barely walk. Let me get this camera. So I bought a camera and began to document, began to story tell, began to capture and Gumbo Fit partnered with Nike Chicago for the photography fellowship, which mm-hmm. was amazing. That's kind of where we got connected. And although I was out of scope for the program itself, as a leader in Gumbo Fit, they allowed me and another um, individual in on the Gumbo Media side, one of the project managers, Isaiah, to sit in on all of the sessions, which I'm so thankful for to this day. And I continue to like... Tell Matthew and Courtney, like, thank you so much for allowing me to, like, sit in on those sessions and just be, fly on the wall and learn. And so, from there, it just really grew. And I began to learn. I learned from you all. Um, you specifically. You taught me, like, oh, so man. many things about, the like, my Sony. Because Sony gang, you know. Sony gang. <laughs> yes. You did. You taught me so many things early on. You were, like, so kind and patient. And everyone in the the fellowship was just really, really supportive. And so I began to just document and each time, you know, I learned new things about editing, learned new things about camera settings and lighting, et cetera, et cetera. And ended up being able to photograph the Chicago marathon and, you know, kind of went on to like continue to photograph like other things. So I would say that's, that's really the big start. I mean, as I think about it, I've always really been interested in like video editing. I really started off being interested in video editing. Um, that was like my jam. Like back in the day, I remember even just like doing silly home movies with my dad's camcorder, um, and I've always been interested in it. But when I bought the camera, I originally got it to do videography. I was so overwhelmed by the settings, and I was this like instant gratification person. I was like, whoa actually let me just take these photos and edit these photos and we'll just go from there and i knew that if i would work on color correction and color grading in photos then that would eventually translate to the video and i would say we haven't quite got to the video i have obviously done some video um and video editing but much more photography so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and i feel like you left out an important part recently what did i leave out you just shot what
1: Oh, the Prefontaine Classic.
0: Pretty big deal.
1: It was pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. It was cool. It was, it was awesome. Black women um, photographers and Tracktown USA partnered um, to select four of the black women photographers. And they took us out to Eugene, Oregon to shoot the meet. And the, that group of women was absolutely amazing. It was super cool because... I, I, I said this, I said, you guys literally picked the dream team because the way that they brought us together are different skill sets. One of the girls, she's really, really great at like just being super creative and she's really quick with like her editing and like her workflow. Another one, like she's really great at storytelling. Um, you know, some of us, like me, like I was like former student athlete and like some of them were too. So we all brought these very unique and different perspectives, but we supported each other through it. And I think sometimes you can bring not just people, but women together, and it becomes very competitive. And I would say that, at least from my perspective, um, and I'll just speak for myself, but I think the other woman felt like that as well. It was very supportive. And you know we really just wanted each other to win. And my whole thing was, of course, I wanted to do well, but I wanted them to do well too. So it's like, hey, you took great photos wow, I took some great photos. Like, wow, this is so
0: cool. Like, oh my gosh. No, that's awesome. And I think, you know, and something I wanted to, well, let me backtrack. First and foremost, um, it's so funny because I feel like the point where me and you kind of got closer was because of your foot and you not healing your foot. Because <laughs> I did kind of like a mini project on you in your rehab. Yeah. Um, and I came and Took pictures of you rehabbing for like what an hour.
1: Yeah, you so? came to my physical therapy session.
0: Yes, and that was like, low key a little bit of a drive. That was like an hour drive that day. Oh but my I was, gosh! But I was so grateful, um, to be in there with you, um, and get that time and take those pictures. I still really like some of those pictures. To this oh, day. I did too.
1: That was pretty cool. That was awesome.
0: Um, but yeah, the whole I think your whole story in general, one, it just shows how much of a natural talent you have to capture uh, running and photography in general, just your ability to create. Um, You talk about being a dancer and just as a kid, you've kind of been training that eye with your dad's camcorder. But in just pretty much two years, a little under two years of picking up a camera, you've gone from nothing to so much. So I think, you know, for yourself, you should really just recognize how much of a great job you've done already and really just like commend yourself. If no one else will, I will, of course. But you should really be proud of all the effort and all the work that you put into this point. It's just gonna take you further. But what I wanted to ask, of course, what I wanted to ask for you, um, and you kind of touched on this a bit with the group of you guys that just shot um, in Eugene. But how do you feel about capturing, running and um, you know, being a woman in that environment where there's not a ton of women representation in photography? How do you feel being one of the women that is changing that?
1: Wow. Well, it was insane because we took a look around at the team, and wonderful team, you know, um, really great group of people, individuals. And when we looked around at the diversity, it was very interesting because had we not been there and they had some other programs going on um, where there were some uh, students or interns of color, I think from Magic Boost, that was through another organization. But had they not had them there or us there, there would have been no black people on the team. Had they not have had they not had us there, there would have been no black women on the team. Mm. And so I think a lot of times, even in like photography video, you don't see a lot of women and then you don't, you really don't see a lot of black women and then you look at sports and there's like a handful of us, what I'm finding out. Um, and maybe there there's some other women that are still practicing and honing the craft, but it, it's very interesting actually being in there. I, one of the other photographers she has, like, a 300 millimeter, um, which is, like, this huge lens. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, she bought it. Um, and that's, like, in her. Those are very expensive. In her if arsenal. You're, very, if you're
0: not a photographer, those are, expensive. that's expensive. It's, that's multiple months of year rent, probably. Oh, like,
1: a year. Yeah. Maybe more than a year. Maybe a year and a half. <laughs> Depending on where you live. It depends yeah. on where you live. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a lot, a lot, a lot of coins. Right. It's. It's an investment. Yes. It is a true investment. Um, And she full-time does sports, like, killing it out here. Um, Actually photographing the NBA, like, finals right now. Mm -hmm. Super amazing. Um, But one of the, you know, people that was there was just like, oh, like, who bought you that? Or, like, why are you shooting with this? And, you know, we, we did get a few interesting comments like that. Um, maybe not so much me because I didn't have the same equipment that they did, but there were a few moments where it was like, okay, you know, I was reminded, like I am a woman in this, um, predominantly male space, but I guess on the flip side, the cool thing is a lot of the athletes are black, Mm -hmm. the track athletes. So we had some amazing people who really embraced us. A lot of the Olympians just express gratitude for the representation of us and I had a conversation with one of the the other photographers and you know we were just talking about like she's like oh man like I really want to get like she carries nails and and she did super dope like her Abbeys, like the, the, the photo one of the photos she took it, it was amazing and we all just got these really amazing moments and she gave us permission to like document you know some of the things you know because it's like you have to build a rapport with these athletes because you don't want to interfere with their training or interfere with, like, what they have going on. You want to be respectful. So just depending on the situation, it is really helpful to kind of go up and introduce yourself and just say, where are you are from? With us, it's like, oh, you know, we're to the black women photographers, with track mm-hmm. da-da-da-da, pretty classic, like. I mean, it's not that many of us. So when we said that, they were like, oh, okay, like that's great, that's great, which was amazing, like kind of like a gateway in a little bit because there was that like already like familiarity of, okay, like cool, like I'm, you know, I know you're gonna make sure that like you treat me the way I need to be treated and vice versa, like, you know, I rock with you. So it was just really dope just having that energy from the athletes, like when we sent through a lot of the the photos to the athletes afterward, they asked like, were we coming back for Worlds? Were we coming back for the national championship Um, in a couple of weeks? And yeah, it was was love. I think that a a lot of also what we did, we would not have been able to do what we did had we not been black women. Because Mm -hmm. one of the girls, like, say how she was very interested in getting, like, she carries nails, and I think she was speaking to one of the other photographers, having an email, not of color, and, you know, he was, he was like, wow, like, I wouldn't even think to capture that, but you know what, like, either way, that's not my story to tell, so it's interesting, kind of, like, our perspective is, like, it has to do with the stories we want to tell, like, she, you know, took a picture, uh, one of the other girls got a picture of Shakira like putting a crown on her head and it's just like, that's like a moment, you know what I mean, for us. Like you see that picture and it's like, whoa, queen, you know what I mean? Yep. So just things things like that where we're able to capture them and they mean so much to us, they mean so much to um, our culture. And I think that being in that space The way that we captured the athletes, it just looked different. They brought us in for a fresh, unique, and different type of perspective. And I was looking at the comments, one of the shared photographs that was on the feeds. um, And it said, you know, we were from black women photographers, blah, 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 blah. And some comment was, wow, representation really is everything. And if you kind of click through the photos, you just see how different they are than most track me photos that you see, which are very beautiful and like amazing action shots. I know a ton of photographers in the industry that are just superb and I look up to them so much, but our perspective is unique and it, it, it deserves to be heard as well. And I think that being there was a reminder of that. And it really just kind of emphasized the importance of like us sharing our story and having a voice in those spaces
0: absolutely and more than does it, it need to be heard you know because i it immediately makes me think of like whenever joe Freshgoods has a release no list no me is always the person behind it doing doing the photos and you can see even beyond like it being like a skin color thing it's a cultural thing um because if you look at like the videos of the photo day that you can see like oh he gets it he understands like what the message is and what we're going for here. In, in every aspect, like you want to have proper cultural representation at all times to make sure people's like voices are heard and make sure that the art represents what's actually going on. Um, and I think that, you know, that's the whole point of why Gumbo even had the fellowship in the first place was to make sure that more people like you were in those rooms and in those spaces and myself Um, We're in those spaces to be able to properly represent the culture that is competing in these events, that is running these races. Um, So I think it's awesome that you had that opportunity so young and so new in the photography (laughs) world. That thing is still like just so amazing uh, that you even had that opportunity. And it's super important, like that picture. And like those things, like only a black woman really even think about, like, oh, I really wanna get that. But like she like, was
1: pressed. Like the whole time she was like, I need to get you carries and I was like, I need to get and I'm just like, Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it was dope, but she was super like right. that was the story that she wanted to tell.
0: And that story needed to be tell told because they're gonna be and it's so crazy. I think about this all the time now with like Instagram. But, like, there's a little girl somewhere, or like a young girl, who's like, mm, I don't know if I want to take a picture or not. She saw that picture and was like, "Oh, if she did it, I could do it, you know. And 100%. you And you all, whether you realize it or not, impacted hundreds if not thousands of people, you know, just by the photos you guys took because and then they click, like, ooh, who took this picture? Oh, it's a black woman? Oh, I want to do that too um, because it's been so – and it's becoming more prevalent now – Um, with social media but like when we were growing up that wasn't the case you couldn't just go Mm -hmm. around and see the black perspective properly captured everywhere it was like oh on a rare occasion it's like oh that's cool but now it's like you can't run from it it's coming to your doorstep because now we're having the opportunities and when we get our opportunities we're very good at doing our job
1: yeah, I I would agree. I think that even when we stepped into the space, like I'm not going to say that they didn't know that they were picking a good team, but I mean to be honest, I think like we knew you would do well, but I think it's part parts of parts of the situation we surprised ourselves mm. cuz I look back at my photos I was like, I took that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good photo. That's real good. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it was like such a surreal moment and the weekend, it just went by so quickly. And I think that, yeah, it's it's like so interesting to see what happens when you are given an opportunity and, and the chance, you know? It's like sometimes we just aren't given that chance and that opportunity and look what happens when we are or look what happens when, you know, we're able to have mentors and, and take the time and have people that are like sharing information just for the purpose of sharing information, you know, not because they are seeking something in return or there's a hidden agenda um, and I mean, of course, like there's always going to be that going on, but no, it was the the community of photographers were so great, so collaborative, and I, I'm very grateful and blessed and thankful to to have had that experience
0: So for yourself, before we get you out of here, what is your goal, or why are you? kind of on this creative journey right now. You know you do so much, um, whether it's dancing, whether it's photography, soon to be videography as well. <laughs> um, what is your goal that you want to, or why are you doing what you're doing, just in general?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that, but honestly, I feel called to it. Okay. I don't know that I've... I'm not going to say I've never felt called anything because that's not true at all. But I think that for a long time when it comes to outside of like Windrunners and Gumbo, it's been a while that I've truly felt like this strong pull and calling to do something. And when I started, I never did it with the intent to like monetize or make money. For me, it was all about telling the stories because I felt like it was so important. It's it was almost like this like urgency and urge of like, if I don't help tell these stories, they won't get told. Like these stories need to be told; they're important. Um, and so I think that it's an it's an extension of that, and just me going on this journey, figuring out what does that look like to continue to tell stories. Um, something I've been saying or what I've really figured out or described the way that I'm doing is just kind of like, um, like art and athletics at the intersection of, um, like artistry and movement. And it's just like where it intersects, like for me to be an artist, me to be an athlete, what does it look like for us to tell those stories that you don't see and hear? I think to start, of course, I'm going to prioritize black athletes. Of course, I'm going to prioritize runners. Of course, I'm going to prioritize dancers. I'm going to prioritize women because that's what I identify with authentically. That's what I know best. Those are my experiences. But I feel also called to tell the sto- the untold stories. So, you know, we all see what's in the media, but what does it look like to tell, like, the story behind the story? Mm, and i am okay. just grown more curious and interested in learning understanding and being a part of what that looks like to uncover that so still figuring out what does that medium look like um photography obviously right now is what I'm really enjoying I mean it could transition to like dance I I like to just keep it fluid as an artist and it could be photography for ever for 10 years and dance is just like something fun on the side I don't really know But I would just say that it just comes from this urgency or desire or passion to just want to tell people stories in a way that maybe they're unable to tell themselves. I feel like this calling to actually give platform and influence to to give a voice to like the unheard.
0: That's deep. (laughs) I like it. That's good. I like it. If y'all don't know, I love Kelsey. Kelsey is like the greatest. Oh, me too, Louis. <laughs> um, but no, I can relate so much. And we were talking before, um, kind of about what my goal and vision is with everything I'm doing for the next couple of years. Um, and I very much align with that. Um, you know, letting, for me, I just want to be someone that inspires others to tell those untold stories. Um, and to continue to have more people capture and do things that provide the perspective that's missing. Yeah. Um. You know, cause I remember I have a friend named Toby. He told me, you know, cause I before I started doing the podcast, I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if I want to do it or not. Um, but I remember the reason why I did it was because there's not enough black men that have podcasts that have their faces and something that's inspirational or educational and not in the just entertainment slash kinda of like toxic realm mm. of the internet per se. Mm. Um and he was like, if you don't see it, you gotta create it because yeah God, I put it on your heart for a reason. And I was yeah. like, Ooh, that's really good. That's super valid. Yeah, so there's I, a lot of
1: garbage out there.
0: There's a lot of garbage. A lot of fast food. That's what I call it. Um in the same way there's like Fast food wrap, there's a lot of fast food content. You can go find it anywhere. <clears throat> and it's all the same, just with different titles and faces and names, but it's all pretty much the same thing. So, uh, my goal in this and some other things is just to provide high quality stuff. And the whole point is just to get better you just Want to, the soul food. Just, you just want the soul food. That daily bread. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. You know, and it's, it's going to take time and it's going to take uh, patience to get to the level that I'd like to get to. But I'm excited for my own journey with that. And I'm excited for yours as you continue to capture and tell those stories. Because um, I think it's going to even, what they're going to do, it's going to make you more vulnerable, even to share more about yourself. In mm. those stories, because that's what I think I've noticed is as I want to capture and do more for others, mm-hmm. it makes me have to give and find new growth in myself. So mm. I think for yourself, that's what you're going to learn. That's what I'm most excited to see. Um, that sounds scary. <laughs> that's the exciting part, though. That where the growth comes, low key.
1: I can embrace it.
0: You can embrace it. Yeah. It don't got to be today. No, it's,
1: just, it's it. It won't be today. It won't be today
0: but it's on the the way though
1: it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's exciting though but i appreciate you coming through kelsey yeah thank Um, you for having
1: me it's always a pleasure
0: uh, thank you so much and hopefully um we will be doing something together sooner than later yeah leave it at that yeah awesome well i appreciate you guys listening um if you enjoyed this episode uh please leave a like or a comment if you're on youtube or leave a rating on Apple Podcast or Spotify, and download and give us a follow. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday with another episode. Appreciate you guys listening and keep creating. Peace.